I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Next up, Jim reacts to the Dawn of War 3 trailer. It was alright. And also joining us is your co-host, Hunter. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, you know, where things happen. Yeah, uh, folks... Here's the thing. We had a guest scheduled for uh, tonight, and this guest was actually supposed to be scheduled a month or so ago. And, and then it... CBS sent us a takedown and said, do not have him on because he's talking about Star Trek. No. Uh, no. That was a different guest. This is a different guest. Um, this the, the gentleman emailed me yesterday, uh, said he can't make it. So I don't know. That's just uh, – this is the second time now. I, I usually stick to a three strikes rule, but I don't know. That's just weird. So, folks, uh, Jim came up with the idea that we should take a look back at uh, the games we've talked about over the last, say, year uh, on the show and see where they're at now. So we're not going to talk about games for, like, the last couple of few weeks because that's silly. Yeah, Vendetta Online's doing great. I mean, come on. that's that's. How stupid. come we didn't do this suggestion that Hunter had on the Trello board? Topic ideas, spaceships shaped like wieners. <laughs> it's totally on there. It is? I should read Trello more often, and you mm. should too, apparently. What? <laughs> read Trello. Wait, what? It's on I the don't... Trello board. No, it isn't. No, yeah, it isn't. Yeah, you gotta scroll over, man. Oh, it's totally there. Oh, God, it is, isn't it? Oh, I see it all the way down there. Yeah, that is... Starpeen. The, 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 um, but then, but then the whole show, well, I don't know if, we, what, what's the ship that looks like a wiener? I don't, I mean, besides, I guess. Okay, the, so dis, have you ever played dis, Eve Online? Discovery. All, all the Amar ships look like giant banana boats, man. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. They kind of do, yeah. Or like an eagle. <laughs> See, I always think when there's a show that, with a ship that looks like a sexual organ, it's the ship from Battle Beyond the Stars, that ovary-shaped yeah, ship. yeah. With its own set of breasts at the bottom. Dude, did you did you you watch Game of Thrones? I do not. Okay, because the box art for this season, it's like you know how they normally have like the stag head. Now it's a set of ovaries instead of yeah, yeah. Red, It's it's slightly modified. Yeah, because because this is the season where the chicks strike back. Yeah, it's all all women all the time. The power of the uh, medieval. Okay. Uh, shirked woman. She's we, gonna, we, we, yeah. As soon as they killed Sean Bean, we stopped caring. So that's when we stopped watching. Dude, you, ca- you don't care about any everything. movie that Sean Bean's he, in. He did not die in The Martian. All right? That's true. He did not die in yeah, The Martian. That's it, the one movie I knew he wasn't going to die because he didn't go into space. Well, no, dude. It's like it's like that episode. They could have dropped Park a satellite on him. They let Kenny live. Well, he like you know he like gets in a car and gets in a car wreck on the movie. Exactly, you know? exactly. Oh yeah, that episode of South Park when Kenny lived that was crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> threw everybody off. Everybody's dude, like, wait, what? That's it. That's it, dude. Sean Bean is Kenny grown up. Now we know. <laughs> he changed his oh, name. That's amazing. He totally changed his name. Starring Sean Bean as Kenny. All right, so folks, we are going to go back through uh, about 30 shows we did over the last year that focus on a specific game, uh, talk to a developer, 
And we're going to see, we're just going to talk real quick about each of those and uh, if they were released, where they are now, if we know. So we're starting with episode 149. That's Descendants Voidborn, if you recall. That was from a few months ago. And By the they, way, Brian, before we continue, I just want to say nice screensaver. You know what? I'm I'm so happy I found this because I'm like, what can I put on that's like generic, yet like a Starfield that just loops. And as soon you as remember, I like Galaxy Quest, where he's like, set it to screensaver two. Yeah, like... <laughs> that's exactly what I was looking for, and I found this is the first thing I found on Google. I was like, yes, this is perfect because it just loops. It, this thing is only like a minute long, but it just loops, so it's perfect. Um, so I'm really happy about how I found this. So this is like what we'll use if we don't have like anything specific to talk about. Um, so yeah, uh, the only thing that's come out of Descendants Void more in the last few months is like a piece of concept art. So I don't know how to feel about that on their Facebook. I'm gonna, I'll include links to all this stuff in the show notes, folks. Um, don't you worry. But uh, yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on with Descendants Voidborn, which is a shame, because I like that game. Um, is that the one, the super loud game? I don't remember. Was it loud? Is that the, the, no, no, the the game that I was loading up got super loud as soon as I keyed up to talk. Because Dreadnought open betas, well, closed open betas. Oh, that's one of the pieces of news that we were going to talk about. I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's a few quick pieces of news. Dreadnought's closed beta started, which I... Have you guys played it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hunter, please elaborate. So, so maybe it's better now, but we thought Fractured Space was the better game whenever we play Because it, it's Fractured Space, but it's Fractured Space that happens in a canyon instead of an asteroid field. Right. So oh. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in it, you know, right? But I feel like... I feel like I would enjoy the game better if, for example, um, you ever play like a strategy game like Homeworld or Sins of a Solar Empire, right? And uh, you wish that you could just be like one of those ships in a big battle and like your friends were all flying those other ships. Sure, like you'd be Galactica and your friend would be Pegasus, you know, that sort of sure. thing. Sure, that's yeah. That's not this game. That's not oh. this game. And that's what that's what I was wanting from it, right? Oh. Like, I would be like a big ship, like some big massive lurking spaceship with all these things. But yet it doesn't feel like that at all. It, um, even Fractured Space doesn't feel like that. And I was actually, it just doesn't, um, it just doesn't scratch that itch of like a space like combat like big ship game that i'm looking for damn that's that's a shame no, it, sh- it should be like star destroyer simulator right it should be like big ship i mean with a name like each other. with a name like dreadnought you would expect that it focuses on big ship but combat. the game you know the game the games don't even the, the ships don't even feel like what i would consider to be a dreadnought sh- type ship either though that's the what, what about you jim i could be wrong what about you um well they're big and they're slow Right, and they have some momentum to them, but um, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's like mm, I I just I don't know. So uh, because I've been playing entirely too much of uh, of Battlefleet Gothic lately, um, and oh, we I'm sorry, we talk about that. Uh, well, you know what? That single player campaign is much much better than I thought. The oh. more that I got into it, yeah, because because uh, I was talking, was it uh, 
Dang, who who was that that we played with the other day? It was one of the people in in the. Oh in shoot, the, I uh, forgot his name, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, super nice guy from from Britain. So he's all hype on the war, right? Because he's British. So they teach this in grade school, like Warhammer forty thousand <laughs> over there. Um, but anyways, uh, so he was explaining to me how the campaign works, and. Whenever you're playing the campaign, if you look at the – see, this is the problem with the game. It, the tutorial is kind of like, here's a boat. Here's how to shoot. Um, good luck. Kill some orcs, right? So it, it doesn't explain the campaign map. And that's kind of the thing is, like, I'm losing a lot, right, in the in the campaign. But the it, I'm just picking battles at random. I don't know where I should fight. So it's just like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll – there's more orcs than Eldar, so I'll kill orcs to kind of keep the numbers even. What I'm finding out is that if you hover over all those little icons that are next to the planet, they're like microscopic. Uh, each one of those means things about that planet, and it would be like uh, the 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 big one, right? Is there's some that are portal worlds, and and if it's got it's like a little black hole next to it. If it's got the little black hole symbol next to it, that means each portal world that you have is a plus 10% chance that you get an extra deployment that turn. So you can actually get like up to three deployments in the thing. And what I thought was going on was just like, oh, I lost a battle because it's hugely unfair. Oh, I lost another battle because hugely unfair. Now you're penalized, and we're only going to let you have one turn instead of two this round uh, you know, because you suck. And it's like, well, okay, if I was playing XCOM and, you know, it, it's like by the time you get to the mid-game, it assumes that your soldiers will be of a certain level and have certain abilities and you're going to have, you know, certain technology and stuff unlocked. And if, you, and if you're behind the curve, you're screwed, right? Even though you've survived that far and not lost the campaign, it's a death spiral at that point. And I thought, uh, well, that's going to be how this is because i'm losing too much at the beginning well it turns out if you know what planets you choose to fight over on the map um you can actually do much better so oh, really yeah so and the campaign yes there is um the one mission and it was just like holy crap you know like how many times do i have to reload this thing i cannot win this mission they didn't message to you that you are supposed to lose this mission right oh. because when you get about five missions past that then it throws the next story mission at you, and the next story mission assumes, like, well, since you screwed up and lost that artifact, and it's like, oh, okay, well, apparently since the storyline continues to go that way, I'm sure it's not like Wing Commander where they branched out the storyline, like, oh, since you succeeded, and then we're going to have a whole campaign that's different. No, so I'm, I'm sure that, that it was unfair because they wanted to screw me over. But they didn't message it like that. So I ended up trying to save scum it and, and like reload like five times. Um, and and the first time that I played it through, I was playing at Iron Man, right? Because it was like I didn't save every turn manually, and it only keeps your autosave. So if you lose a mission, it writes the autosave, and you're screwed. You can't go back. So you have to manually save every turn, and then you can reload the previous save and fix stuff. Um but I shouldn't have to do that, right? Like, if I'm if I'm good at it, and the thing was, like, in a in a one on one, like fleet encounter, just my ships, his ships, I will win eighty percent of the time, just because you know I I can trick the AI and and do stuff. But the AI is not dumb, 
either. Uh, if you put the AI on hard, it will whip your ass, and it and it's not because it cheats. It's because it actually is very efficient in micromanaging those ships. Um, the other thing that I learned is that you don't have to micromanage absolutely every button on the ship. If you right-click them and set them to autocast, like I, I've turned the torpedoes, which you would think that's the thing I want totally under manual control because I have to time those things exactly. You know what? When you turn the ship, it's really good about timing them. Like, it, it will shoot in front of the enemy ship. It predicts probably better than I do. So I just put the torpedoes on auto and turn my ship, and it takes care of it. And uh, so I'm kind of to the better there. So my win rate is up, but I'm still finding that it still forces me to lose some of the campaign stuff. And, you know, but, but I'm not at a 50-50, you know, Hail Mary win rate on the thing anymore. The single player uh, is, is okay, Right? I wouldn't buy the game for single player. Uh, primarily, I would say the focus of the game, you're going to play the single player, it's kind of okay. Then you go to the multiplayer. Or you just be like me and be that guy. Like, StarCraft has a story. What? I've never, you know, you just straight to the multiplayer, day one, like as soon as it comes out of the box, right? And I never played the campaign. Um, but in this thing, uh, you're going to end up in multiplayer eventually. So the one-on-one -on -one multiplayer works brilliantly, Right? I've I've had it glitch a couple of times. It's not chronic about it, and and it's just like you can live with it, right? Um, but whenever you try to play two versus two multiplayer, it dumped on you and me like what two or three times. Like we never got a fight that completed successfully because nope. it would dump. And then whenever I was playing with this other guy, because he, he the way that we ended up doing this is I put a post about when you and I were playing it, and I was just like, well, two v two is is terribly busted, and. He replied like, "No, I play multiplayer all the time. And that never happens." And I was like, "Okay, um, come on, come on our uh, on our Mumble server. Let's talk. We'll play, right?" So we tried. Oh God, what was it? Like five, six games, and got yeah, dumped guys, every guys, single time. You guys played quite a tried to play quite a few, and it did not work out. Yeah, and the only reason why we went to we actually had to switch over to uh, yeah, Discord. Discord because for some reason his uh, connection from wherever it was he was in the UK just was not connecting. To mumble. Yeah, and then Discord got nasty, too. Uh, Discord, we found out the hard way that you can switch geographic regions on the server, and it seamlessly cuts over to the other servers, because, like, the East Coast server was terrible. I mean, it, you sounded like RoboCop whenever you talked. It was bad. So did you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like, every other word was missing, and, yeah, not good. Um, but anyway, so we got it working enough that we could actually play uh, about six matches of this thing. And it was terrible. And the uh, the stuff that I see, though, like uh, in reading the developer's blog, well, the first thing, the next race that comes out is going to be the Tau, which I'm interested in. I love the Tau. And it's uh, after that, then they said, okay, primarily, well, we're bringing the Tau out, right, because it's Moneymaker. And then we're also going to include patches to fix things. And they're like, okay, so we're going to allow custom games where you can invite other players and the custom games is where you can actually set the number of points that are going to be in the battle. Because currently, when you play against somebody, it's like, oh, you're level 8. Well, the maximum points is 1,200, so you're going to fight a 1,200-point battle. And it's like, well, what if I only wanted to fight like a 250 or something? Let's play with small ships or something. Well, you don't have that option. Well, if you do the custom stuff, then you have to invite the people that you're going to play with instead of just having random matchmaker thing. But right now, random matchmaker is the only way that it works, and I cannot possibly play with with you, right? If I wanted to play you, 
I'm screwed. Because if I invite you to a game, it puts us on the same team and then picks two random people to fight against. So my review of it, because I'm going to review it as it is this time, not as they promise it will be you know, in coming weeks or months, uh, my review at this time is going to be fairly poor. Like, I do not recommend this game at 35 bucks. Is it 35 39 Whatever the hell it is. Something like that, yeah. No way. Oh my god, no. If this was a if this was a twenty dollar game, I would say, yeah, go ahead. But at double that, nope. No way. And you know, and I don't trust the developers, right? Because they they made uh that stellar impact game. Did you see the graph of player numbers on that thing? This this is a problem with uh with multiplayer only games in general, right? Because that thing you can only play it if there's enough people to fill two teams. Right? Oh. It won't let you launch the game. And the, the, if you look at Steam charts, there's two people playing it right now. Well, Wow, <laughs> there, there's actually people playing it. That's, that's surprising. Well, that, but I'm saying it's like two people. Well, you can't launch the game with just two people, so I'm sure that it's like two people showed up in the lobby and sat for a while. That's, that's what went on. Um, the peak for the month was like 19. So, yes, there are people that do play it, but I think there's probably a Steam group where they organize an event, like, okay, everybody show up at this time, because we're going to, you know, we're going to get a game in, or something. Um, but it's not, see, the problem is they won't drop the price, right? So it's still 10 bucks plus two two ships that are, like, 5 and $7, uh, you know, for DLC, and it's like, dude, no, make the game free, because you have zero players, make it free, and then you'll fill up the server, and then you can sell that DLC to people and still make your money. But why, why do you even have the game for sale if it's a freaking ghost town? It's, it's like it's a trap. You know, it's like, oh, here's 10 bucks Before the Steam refund policy, you'd have been screwed, right? Um, there, there was one game that I bought you guys. I bought like a four-pack, right? And then I found out, oh, it's multiplayer only, and there's zero people playing this game. Um, and you couldn't start a game that way. I, I forget what it was even called. It was some physics-based spaceship building thing. Um, and it looked really great, and it was, like, mostly positive reviews, just zero players. Oops. So, yeah, um, I, I think if you're going to make a game that's dependent like that, you better put bots in it, or you're going to have a bad time. So, other game that that brings me to, and then I'll be done with this, um, is Dead Star. Because I picked up Dead Star. Dead Star is a blast. It's oh, is fun. it? Yeah, it is fun. Okay, so Yargus Space Melee. I'm I'm sorry. Yargus Space Melee. I apologize to the developers. I don't like it. Not a bit. Oh, right? that's the last game we're going to talk about. Oh, good. So, <laughs> so um, ever, you mean? Like we're done? No, I mean for the list oh. for tonight. Oh, okay. So Yargus, it does nothing for me because it's like subspace, but it's a dual stick shooter. And the ships have no mass to them, right? And that is exactly the same problem that goes on in Pulsar, because there's no mass, to, or not Pulsar, Quasar, that we had on just a couple weeks ago. It just, it does nothing for me. You know, it, it, it might be the coolest of games, but that's not my game, right? Because there, I don't have to know anything about the ship. The ship is a bag of guns. That's it. And and it, it doesn't matter which way it's facing or, or whatever, because I can move in a different direction than what I'm shooting in and, and that. Uh, no, I, I can't deal with that. 
it's like I, I want a space game to, like subspace got it right right because it's like asteroids and you mm-hmm. shoot each other great and subspace kind of screwed that up then by putting it in a pac-man maze don't like that um but it but if it was like you know in asteroid fields or planet rings or some other kind of obstacle course that made sense then fine but um it's like pac-man with spaceships and no um but this game makes sense because there's a hex map and you start on one side and the enemy team starts on the other side and you each have a base and there's bases across the map and you move and kill the bases and you have to mine asteroids to get stuff and you take that stuff back to your base and you upgrade the base and and it's basically like a big capture and hold match that goes back and forth it's it's like playing an RTS but every unit is a player and there's nobody that's a commander of it either so they it it's like an RTS where you don't need one person to be running the show like a lot of games try to do that and kind of fail because you get a shitty commander and you're done um like allegiance right so this game, I would say it's comparable to a top-down Allegiance. That's very much what it feels like. Whoa, wait, a... wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. You know what? I emailed the guys asking them for a code, and I'm just about to say, screw it, I'm going to buy it. Because you just you know, said the magic word, Allegiance. Oh, Allegiance. Well, oh, I, I loved that, right? that you're game. building bases. And you're going sector to sector, and you're fighting other ships and stuff. And but it's very much like a twin stick shooter as well, right? Like, um, but all the ships get very different weapons, and there's a lot of different ships. So, and and it's basically like you pick three ships, you build a deck, right? You get a small ship, a medium ship, and a big ship, and you're not really restricted to picking them all from the same race. So, you know, to put it in like Klingon term or uh, Star Trek terms, like I could I could take like the the scout like a bird of prey would be my light ship and then for my medium ship i could take like a romulan warbird because i like that cloak and the plasma and then for the heavy ship would be like a borg cube right (laughs) you know or or whatever so uh, you can mix and match it doesn't matter and and it's cool like that right and but the different race ships have very different feels to them because like the one race they're they're biological ships so they kind of explode into blood and guts when they get killed, which is kind of neat. Um, they're like space bugs or whatever. And the way that they did them there, I like them. But in, in a game like Starhammer Tactics, where you have like pink space shrimp, it's revolting to me. But if but these guys did space bugs as spaceships correctly. I like them because they're more like mm. Tyranid stuff so right? so how many do you need other people to play it or are there bots yes yes you do you, you oh, need other people shit. however however right the the deal i looked at steam charts and there was only 20 people playing and i was like oh god no because i just bought the game right and then it was like because yeah it's like i watched that movie that alex made of it and i was just like okay i, I can't not play this this looks this looks like for all the reasons I don't like those other games, this fixes all that, and I'll try it, right? Because refund policy, right? So I'll, I'll I'll stick my toe in. And I played, and it was a full server, and it took me like 20 seconds to find a game, and and it was nice, right? And then I'm looking at the Steam thing, and it's like, there's only 20 people playing. But every time I try to play this thing, I'm instantly in a game. What the hell is going on? Well, turns out that it's also available on PlayStation 4, 
and they put it on sale like really cheap or it was on the PlayStation Plus thing or something so a lot of people got it and the most of the people I'm playing with apparently are on PlayStation but it's that's, cool man that's cool it's that they have a cross platform and Eric is saying that I forgot about this they did give it away last month with PS Plus so okay that's that's it if, then if I had a PS4 I'd be playing it but I don't have a PS4 well, you do have a computer, and it's twenty bucks, and a PS4 is like four hundred. I'm, I'm going to so give I'm gonna save you some money. I'm going to give the developers one more try, just one more, because twenty bucks is a little outside my impulse. It's a <laughs> little, I mean? it's a little rich, right? Like, you know, I, if yeah, it was ten, I, if it was ten, I'd have a much easier time. I, Cause I, I have do a, feel that it's a pricing error. Yeah, like and, the theme, and yeah. my theme thus far is here's a bunch of games with pricing errors, and. You know, Battlefleet. That's true. And, That's true. Yeah, like Starhammer was twenty bucks, but I didn't mind that. <laughs> I would have paid that for Starhammer. I'd give another ten if he'd let me fight other human ships, <laughs> shrimp. Or, or maybe that'll be an expansion. That'll be the ten dollar expansion. Yeah, but 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 you'll never see Star Trek ships in it because they'll get a cease and desist from CBS. Oh, mm, sad trauma. And anyway. Are we going to talk about that? Well, we we can we can mention it a little bit okay, when we so talk there, about so next th- when we talk about the guest for next week. Okay. Well, all right. I didn't since he hadn't cleared like to me whether I'm allowed to mention it or or whatever. It's just a mod got shit on by the lawyers at CBS. It's it's not even a mod. Here's the thing, folks. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this real quick, but at the end, the gen- Three years ago, I just looked this up. Three years ago, we had a guy on who was making a fully virtual, um, fully virtual enterprise, like Constitution class, like the original series Enterprise. He could walk around, all that stuff, and it wasn't even a mod. He was just making it from the ground up, you know. And you could walk around. You could you could take stairwells. You can look in the captain's room. It was really neat. And so he like just finished it. He like you could fly the Enterprise. You could. Ride the turbo lifts, you know, all this great stuff. You can stuff. RP so hard. Yeah, you could totally, and you could play multiplayer. You could have your friends on the Enterprise with you. So, um, which is pretty cool. I haven't tried it yet. But, um, he just we got a Star Trek mod for Pulsar Lost Colony oh, right now. He just got a cease and desist letter from uh, Paramount. So he's got to take it down. We're going to have him on the show next week to talk about this and the game that you won't be able to get anymore. Uh, so that's a shame. You but, can't get uh, it anymore unless you know somebody. Wink, nudge. Yep. You know, send us an email. What? Exactly. Secrets. Anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about next week. So we're, but we just found out about it, so we're still a little, uh, you know, so we're still a little, like, growl, roar about it. So that's why it keeps yeah. coming up, because we're mad. Because this, so guy, this guy is the, is the nicest nicest fucking guy so my concern is and and since it's a standalone product right then maybe that's why they went after him instead of like all the star trek mods that are on mod db but that's what i'm concerned about is like armada 3 that mod is as good as any 60 dollar game like if they came out with the official armada 3 they couldn't do it because this game is probably better Right. So I'm worried that their lawyers are going to start circling the mod community next and just be like, no Star Trek mods, because we're, we want to make the money. Anything with a Star Trek ship, we want to milk your wallet. 
right? So no more mods. Um, I just wonder if that's going to happen. If that happens, then you're going to see a mass exodus from the Star Trek IP of the entire fan base. Everybody's just going to be like, screw it. Also, that uh, that fan movie that uh, that got made, it was the, the uh, Enterprise. No, no, not Axanar. It's the other one. They, they made a... Uh, it was a Enterprise era movie. The continuation, right? uh, whatever it was, it was it was a fan thing that they made, and it was really good, right? And the guy was going to make a sequel to it, and CBS was like, <clears throat> so he shut that down, and uh, yeah, so they're they're going after fan projects, at least with video stuff, and now we know that they're going after games, so. Which, yeah, if which... there's any Star Trek mods that you like, I would suggest that you go archive them. Like, if you go on ModDB and do a search and look at uh, anything that says Trek or Federation and, like, anything that's updated in the last year, just sort, sort by last update and look down that list. And there's a bunch of mods, and I would suggest that uh, we archive them all because you never know. Right. All right. Well, getting back on topic. Um, there are a bunch of games that have had no <laughs> update since the show. Like Star Command Galaxies. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Maybe Win we killed them. Wing Commander Flat Universe. Nothing. Drifter. Nothing. <laughs> like, guys, come on. A blog entry. Something. Something. You know? Something. Anyway, what about Wiener Space? Uh, it's not on this list. Um, okay, let's see. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, Concealed Intent. Remember them? They uh, had a new version out that they were reworking the tutorial, which is good because the tutorial was good, but not great. But nothing, nothing is as good as that UI. I am still totally impressed. Oh, with that UI. I love that. That's oh, I I love the I I like the AI in that game too. But the UI is just yeah, mwah, just just fin fabulous. If you guys, if you haven't played Concealed Intent, go back and watch that show. That show that that game is gonna be something great when it's done because it's great now, but it's gonna be really sweet when it's done. Um, let's see, Squadron Strike Traveler. Remember them? Their uh, Kickstarter was successful, very overtly successful, if I recall. Um. That was the uh, board game, the the one board game we've talked about on the show. <laughs> Remember that? Oh yeah, that was that was some good stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so their Kickstarter that guy was surprising. That was surprising to find out because he was the one who had like what he'd worked on all these other board games and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, what was the a name? Lot of Starfleet battles. Stuff yes. Going on. Yes. Starfleet yeah. battles. What was the name of the other game that was popular that you liked, Jim? I think you liked that Traveler. One. No, no, this other one he worked on. Oh, Federation Commander? I think so. Yeah, that's another yeah. Starfleet yeah. Battles light kind of thing. I like it more than Starfleet Battles because you don't need a, a rule book the size of a telephone book to play it. Right. So they, they streamlined it, but they didn't make it dumb. It, it's just streamlined. There's a big difference. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I, I kicked for the PDFs because I'll just read them. I don't, I'll never play it, but I'll just read them. <laughs> you know, I just want to read that shit. Uh, let's see. Oh, you remember Gala Collider? 
that kind of card based four uh, Xy yeah. thing. Yeah, they uh, they're doing alpha events and they have a new community manager and they seem to be just kicking along just fine, which is great. Uh, it's always good to see when a game just keeps moving right along. Uh, oh, planetary! I pro- love it when a plan comes together. That's right. <laughs> Planetary Prospectors, tons of shit has happened to that one. Um, that's the mining, that's the game with the mining drone. Remember that one? You're in the little miner thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've got, they've just, they've added VR support, added tons of crap to the game. Uh, they have a new publisher, so that's great. But on the other side of the coin, remember Tharsis? Yep. Yeah. Oh. I remember Tharsis. Oh, it's so sad, guys. The company that made Tharsis had to shut down. Uh, was it Choice Provisions? I think was the name of the uh, company. Right? Uh, yeah, they shut down about a month or so ago. Which is, um, which is, you know, they didn't have a bad game. I don't, I don't understand what happened fully. Like, I read the blog article that the guy talked about, and it sounded like they just ran out of money. So, yeah, that's the kind of really sad moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I mean, the game was not for everybody, but I thought that it would have at least have found an audience, you know? Because, okay, look, the the game's... It's hard, right? It's brutal, but, you know, Ben has proven that you can have like an 80% win rate on that thing. So it's not like a fluke, right? It's, you know, it's the, the game is not impossible. You just have to actually learn it. And it's not the type of game that everybody is used to playing. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of a learning curve because it's like something you've never seen before. And, and it's an actual logic puzzle kind of thing. So, yeah, I, could, I can see where it had trouble finding its audience, but the audience, when it found it, that audience was probably a quite passionate audience, right? And look at look at other shit on PC that's wicked hard as well. Uh, FTL, right? Like, FTL has had no limit of success. So, uh, I, don't, I don't understand. And then, uh, if you go out of space games, like, the my, my go-to example is... Um, is Lost Souls, or Demon Souls, or whatever the hell that is. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Dark Souls, Demon one, Souls. Dark Souls, that's it, yeah. So, you know, Dark Souls 3 just came out. That's like, what, the the fourth game, fifth game in fifth. the franchise? Yeah, fifth. Yeah. There was Demon Souls. No, that fourth. That game prints money, right? And it's I can't play it because it's so ridiculously hard. No, I rage quit it before yeah. I get off the first level. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm know, at. Yeah, so it, it's not my thing, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't succeeded, right? So I don't understand why Tharsis took the beating that it did, because I would have thought that there's an audience there for people that like bitchin' hard puzzle games. So, oh well. I think the thing Maybe about... just not in the space thing. I think the thing about Tharsis, at least for me, like, what got... What killed me about, um... Um, whoa. What killed me about FTL was the anxiety... Uh, but I, I never felt like it was totally arbitrary that I was losing. But with Tharsis, I'm like, oh, the game fucking hates me. Excuse me, freaking hates me. Sorry, the game freaking hates me. Did, you know, I found a way that you can play FTL. Did you look in my list of, of Star Trek mods? There's a Star Trek FTL mod. That might oh, make really? It for you. 
Yeah, and it looks good. Oh, I did find one mod where they turn off the fleet chasing you, so it's just an exploration game. That was much more fun for me, honestly. Yeah, you know, another game, speaking of exploration games and being chased and, and stuff, um, is uh, that Revenant Fleet game. I need to get back to that, because that was pretty intriguing as far as a spacey roguelike thing with a group of ships instead of just a ship. You know the one? It's Distant Star Revenant. Oh, Fleet. yeah, that game is fun. They actually made it a little easier, which is nice. Oh, really? Because um, oh, it, was, it was balls hard in the early access period. So, oh, yes, it uh, was. <laughs> so, yeah, so they made it a little easier, which is nice. Uh, if you like game like that, Battlestar Harbinger is also excellent. If if you like that kind of fleet jump, if you like that kind of sector jumping, um, tactical combat thing, yeah, Battle Station Harbinger is also very good. Yeah, I've I've got that. I need to also devote some time to it because yeah. I played it a little bit like the first couple days that I had it, and then it was just like that's cool. I'll get back to it, and I haven't. That's the problem. That that's that's kind of why I said it. My I I've just set a budget for myself for buying games every month because it's getting out of hand. Like I got so many games. Yep. And it's like, I need to stop. Yeah, Nomad Fleet. I'm going through Nomad Fleet this week, Eric. Uh, and uh, Nomad Fleet's pretty great. I like that one, too. Um, the worst thing that has happened to me in months is I bought the Crossout beta. What's that? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crack house, dude. What's oh, that? Oh, my God. You would love this yeah, game. Yeah. Okay, so it's by the guys that made War Thunder. And it's like a World of Tanks, War Thunder tanks kind of thing, except that it's Mad Max cars, and you build them. Like, it's like, here's an empty garage. All right, well, here's, I'll I'll lay down some frames. It's like Lego Mad Max, right? Like, here's a frame. All right, and then uh, I got, uh, like, a Volkswagen Beetle body. Oh, no, wait, here's a truck cab. All right, I'll I'll put the truck cab on the frame. And then I need to smack some armor on that. Well, I got, like, two minivan doors. I can weld those on the sides of the truck and then, you know, put, like, uh, a 20-millimeter cannon on the top. Well, now I, I want to be able to shoot over hills. All right, well, here's, here's like, two, uh, like, frame boxes, right? And I'll stack two boxes up on top, and I'll put the 20-millimeter on top of that tower then. And then you find out, like, you take it into battle... And you find out you're cool as long as you're shooting to the front, but if you shoot to the side, the recoil of the gun, like, flips your truck over on its side because you got the center of gravity off because the gun's too tall. And, you know, it's stuff like that. So it's one of those, like, crafting and battle games, and it's crack, dude. I just, if I start that game, the rest of my night is done. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to just play, you know, a couple rounds. Two in the morning, oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> it's bad and i like how it has pve missions too yep yeah the pve is interesting because you can get some cool rewards from the pve stuff pve is hard um and you go in with a group of other players right so and the the ai they've designed a bunch of cars for the ai and i think what they're doing is actually during the beta they're taking people that build really bitchin cars and then the AI learns those cars or something uh, because it's like you can save your car and like other people can download it. And I think the AI will download your cars too and screw you over with them. So it, it's kind of like it, it's evolving as people figure out weird How does it things know? to build. I know, right? It's like a thermos. It keeps the hot stuff hot and the cold stuff cold. Oh, it's Gaijin. It I see. Or yeah. Gaijin. Yeah, no, I, I like their stuff. 
Yeah, so and it, but it's got that spore thing going on, right? Where it's like you upload your stuff and then it beats you with it. Ooh. Oh, that looks pretty cool. All right. Yeah, see. and it, it's total Mad Max carnage. That's great. I'll have to check that out. I've, I've got it in my browser. I'll check it out later. So let's see. Getting back to good news, uh, Stars and Shatter. Remember them? They're kind of cartoony but really fun. Forex. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they got picked up by Iceberg. So good for them. You know, now they awesome. have a, now they have a publisher and they're they're putting out updates regularly to the thing, so that's great. Uh, Star Nomad Two, which is still an awesome game, I haven't played it in a while, but I we should because one apparently the last big update had improved improved the economic sim, the background sim that we really loved, the AI and the HUD, plus now there's a free Linux build. So another great game that we haven't played in a while, but has added a shitload of stuff since. Sorry, a crapload of stuff since. Astrox, they've added NPC merchants, <laughs> which is great. wow, interesting. That's like better than Elite. I know, mm. I know. Even though that, which, which is coming, that's coming. coming, that's coming like next next week, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, next week we're gonna get the beta for the engineers update, which is yee. <laughs> I hope it is. I hope so, it too. It better be. Let I've, me rephrase that. It better be. It better be. Uh, I, I've i played, like, once in the last, like, three months. Like, I've, I'm really burnt out on it, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I can't find anything that I want to do. Yeah, like, I played hardcore for months and months and months. Like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm all right for now. Like, I, well, yeah, I, it's I, like, I'm just burnt out. Braben's thing is like, well, we put all this content in there, but nobody's found any of it. It's like, well... Yeah. If it's all if it's all stuff like the barnacles, where apparently the barnacles have, had been in there for a long time, and just nobody had happened to land in that crater in that moon, like, oh, we'll just put this there and hope. And then they they finally decided, like, okay, well, we're gonna have to put some some big red arrows to point people at it because nobody's finding it. And it's like, well, yeah, because there's a billion stars, and you know, what, what are the odds? One crater on a moon, somebody's gonna find it. <laughs> exactly but um yeah so let's see what's next fringes of the empire you know what i don't even remember talking about that game i'm sorry oh, i do I, yeah fringes oh you of do the empire that's that's the one where the guy he was using game creation kit oh he ran it out of memory he couldn't oh, enter any more code right Okay, well, that's fun. Um, Polaris Sector, that got released and reviewed. And I think we all liked it. It's not like the end-all, be-all of Space 4X games. But it's good. You know? It's 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 good. Uh, yeah, if you guys... Well, now with Stellaris coming out in, like, less than a week, uh, it's really hard to recommend Polaris Sector. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, nah... Player sector's got its own thing. It does have right? its own thing, but but Stellaris has such yeah, momentum. Stellaris, Stellaris is another thing entirely, though. Right? Uh, it's like the scope of that. It's 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 like Crusader Kings two. Can I get my head around Crusader Kings two in an afternoon? No, but I can play some Polaris. Sector, uh, right? So it's like you'll get your head around Stellaris just fine. 
Really, just, it's not it's not bad like Crusader Kings because Crusader Kings no. is just like oh god, what must I do? It's 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 no, it's not that like okay. that. It's it's it think of distant worlds but pared down a, a bit and accessible. It's like that so far. That's that's really all I can. I've only got like an hour or so into it, so that's really all I can say. But uh, I'm really digging it. A lot. But it's it's not like I've tried to play Crusader Kings two and I I love the idea of it. <laughs> but it's it's I had a much easier time grokking Europa Universalis four. And you'll have th- to teach me how to play that then because And, and this is much more nothing. Well Stellaris is more in line with uh, Europa Universalis four. It's it's more um kingdom focused rather than personality focused. Mm-hmm. So it's I think a little easier to grok. Is it like a mix of of like if um, distant worlds and the viceroy had a baby? It would be this. It's game. not that. Yeah, you're not. I mean, that's not inaccurate, but much prettier than both of them. And uh, it's got a great UI. The AI is pretty good so far. It's funny. Um, yeah, you know I, the amazing part to me is that it's what like thirty-two player multiplayer, and apparently it's drop in, drop out. Apparently, like didn't Yay. I read like you can just drop in and drop out whenever, or save it and then go back to it and whatever. Like that's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, so I'm excited about Stellaris. Yeah, Polaris Sector. There are a lot of similarities. It's real time, blah blah. But I guess it. Uh, it uh are you finding are you finding it easier to pick up than distant worlds was oh yeah okay oh yeah because like, i because i finally got my head around distant worlds but what i had to do to do it is turn off all the automation except for the advisors oh and i did then, the exact opposite but yes yeah and that's why that's why i think you had trouble integrating because i started in a pre-warp technology yeah thing. that's what they so, recommend now that's what they see when yeah. i when i tried to learn i tried to learn it from the base game which didn't have that it yeah, took it's like, like here's this whole universe and it, it, it's like jumping yeah. into an aquarium full of fish and trying to figure yeah. out what's you know exactly here's all universe good luck ah um what worked for me was when the manual said just automate everything except one ship and fly around that one ship and you know that's what worked for me but, you know what what would be very interesting is wow. if that game were used as the basis for, uh, like a bridge simulator, right? Like take, take, um, I don't know any of the bridge simulator games that are out there, right? The uh, quintet the one, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, quintet's the one I can think of. Artemis. When I can't Artemis. Artemis, that's it. So take a game like Artemis or whatever, and then have that whole 4X sim running in the background, right? And you can look at the map and see what's going on and, and get news reports. In, instead of advisors saying, you should buy these ships, you just get the news ticker. Like, you know, Federation just launched these ships, whatever, and there's a battle in this sector. or whatever. You, Because that, that thing, the ability for that game with the AI to control all those ships and to think about strategies for each of the races and stuff, and you just basically turn the aggression down, right? And it's just a bunch of ships going about their business and doing things, right? 
like um, Elite could do that as well, I would think. that That's the kind of background sim that I would like to see in some space sim. Please, someone. I and thought you were going to say Drox Operative 2. That's what I thought you were going to say. Uh, if a thing, too, if, if such a thing, cool. if such a thing were ever to happen, which I would just die, I well, would what, just what about die. this? Like, uh, uh, and not an MMO, like thousand player or whatever. But let's let's say hundred player, right? Uh, in Drox Operative, that is the scale of distant worlds. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like just individual ships run by people. And you That'd can awesome. chat with each other and whatever. You would you would have like a hundred people version of Eve Online played like Diablo. Boom, winner. How would that not print money? Yeah, you would. You have to set up a printing press. Let's see. All right. Like, hold on. I gotta go. I gotta make some phone calls. Be right back. So on the other side of the coin, remember the Final Frontier space simulator? Remember that one? Yeah. Let's not let's not talk about that. Okay, their Kickstarter was successful. I'm just going to say that. What? What? I'm shocked. Oh, that's like that game FML. <laughs> All right, I'm, well. I'm legitimately shocked. Skipping that, uh, Infinity Battlescape, their Kickstarter was also successful. And uh, I know. And uh, they've released it to developer, who, the people who paid for uh, developer access tears which i am not among sadly <laughs> uh, i wish i was but they you wanted the so infinity much battle space yeah battlescape yeah, yeah battlescape yeah. yes okay. yeah, yeah. yes because yeah, the we, other we... game that just did that is everspace which so, which uh, we are gonna talk about actually yeah uh oh fine hang on <laughs> do, do you love it I'm going to put it up. All right. I'm gonna, now I'm going to tune in. You forced me to watch our own show. We're skipping around a bit, folks, but hang on. All right. So, folks, we were gonna, I was going to do this a little later, uh, but since we mentioned Everspace... I did back at the ba- at the level that gets me a key for the alpha, and this is very alpha, right now. Is it? It's it's pretty alpha. Like it stutters every now and again. There's there's a lot of stuff that's still missing, but it's pretty great. Here we go. I'm not gonna be able to talk because I'm gonna be playing. So yeah, um, just comment. Or but it's something. but it's like super pretty though, huh? Oh yeah, yep. so pretty. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing that I was looking at was just the flying around the asteroids and stuff. It, it's like the graphics of Elite with the gameplay of Free Space. Like like right now, na- oh, right now, oh, I hold the key down, it lets me look around my ship. That's pretty cool. Um, right now, my uh, my life support is damaged because I jumped without fuel. So it's going down, and I have to keep jumping until I can find enough stuff to fix it. Oh, so you can't just land at a base and be like, fix my crap. Oh, no, you got to actually get the required materials, which I'm putting up now. You have to get the required materials to uh, to fix it. 
Yeah, everything's damaged. But as you can see here, for the life support, I need gas and I need gel. I don't know how to get those yet. So I'm going to die a little bit. But when you die, you get to keep your credits and buy permanent upgrades and then you do another run. So let's uh, let's go. Yeah, back to Infinity Battlescape real quick, though. I, I'm i super excited for that, because Jim and I got a, the full-on demo tour with the devs, and that was amazing. I know, that was like the, the video game version of, of like a Swedish massage. It was awesome. It was, yeah, it, was it made us pretty special. Yeah, I, I, when we had the game uh, going, when we, when we had them on the show, I was able to, uh, t we were, I was able to play, you know, while we talked, and yeah, I'm super jazzed for that one. Oh my god, so, like that is because it's actually making progress and the developers are communicative. That might have inched out Limit Theory as like one of my top anticipated games. Because what the hell is going on with Limit Theory? No one really knows. Well, slow and steady wins the race. Apparently, it's true. And I, I well, mean, it'll be great yeah, when it's I th done. I think what happened with Limit Theory is he got far too much press attention all at once. And yeah. then the spotlight got a little too hot. And, uh, you know, so he needed to back off from it a little bit. So he might be doing a lot of things. He's just not talking about it because he just really just doesn't want the the interaction, right? Like, leave me alone, let me paint. And I don't need people, like, shoulder surfing while I'm trying to make my art, right? Like, I totally would respect that. That's fine. Although I do wish he would, like, upload screenshots or something. You know, like, Screenshot Saturday. Just uh, Are you aware of that, by the way? Screenshot Saturday? I've Just seen I've seen developers do that, yeah, on Saturdays. That, that's, they, like, a big thing. Like, a lot of developers participate in that. And it's just, like, show us what you're working on. Bam. And, the, and a big flood of it goes up on Saturdays. So I think, um... I think that asteroid there has, like, gonorrhea or something. It's got, like, a weird green kind of pus going on. That's nasty. Cool. But yeah, in Infinity Battlescape. Right. So, yeah. Everspace, by the way, is pretty great. Um, feels a lot. The controls feel very much like Freelancer, which is pretty much how Galaxy on Fire felt. So that's fine. Galaxy on Fire was a little bit floaty, though. I mean, it's a game that I, it's it's I bought it, and it's like I played a couple hours, and then I'm like, that's awesome. I need to get back to it, and I'm still trying to find my. Way. the The problem is, it's got it's got single player itis, and there's so many games that are multiplayer, and I get home, and it's like somebody's always online, and it's like, hey, let's play this. And I just never get around to my single-player stuff because only so many hours in the day. And, and if I can go co-op with somebody versus sit there and, you know, play something that I can't share with anybody, well, you know. I don't know if you saw that on the stream, but the the game has uh, lightning storms you can fly through, and they damage your lightning. and they damage your shields. It's pretty great. Does it actually damage the ship, or it just knocks your shields around? So, okay, so far it knocked all my shields down to nothing. Oh, doesn't seem to do hull damage, though. Oh. 
Hey, that gate's looking very EVE Online. I'm liking it. I assume that's a Stargate and not a station. Right? Yeah, that's the end of the sector. I like it. I like that a lot. Yep. So, yeah, I want EVE Online to have this control scheme, and we're good. Speaking of EVE Online and mods and Sins of the Solar Empire, oh, there's yeah, a guy... That. He is actually actively working on it with permission from CCP to use models to make an EVE Online Sins of a Solar Empire mod. Yay. Oh, that's fantastic. I'd play that. from CCP. I'd, I'd play that. Well, that's fr they're, they're smart. That's one of the reasons they've been around so long, for one thing. But, I mean, they're smart. Hey, hey CBS, take note. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's like, like free advertising. Thank you. I can't wait to play the banana boats. <laughs> oh, guys, look at the damage. My ship is very damaged, and look at the damage modeling on yeah, my ship. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Like, it's, it's actually a little bit torn up. Yeah, it's really torn up. I mean, even the canopy. Look at the canopy. It looks wow, almost... that's like... That's like, uh... Yeah, Chris Roberts' level of detail there. All right, I'm going to be an asshole and, and, and raid that station down there, because sometimes you just got to do what you can get out to do. They're going to shoot back at me. They're probably going to kill me, but I need to find enough resources to fix my life support. Oh, it's funny how on the stream... You... Totally getting shot at. Like you. Have you broken the law? Is that what's going on here? It was like, hey, I'm gonna fly down there to that space station and get killed. That was not part of the plan. <laughs> hey, I got a new blueprint. That's cool. That was not part of the plan. But yeah, that's what happened pretty much. I need that pedal. So here's the thing: when you get mu when when you're done a run, you have credits you can spend on perks, like better sh better defenses, you know, better shields, more energy, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, it looks like buying certain perks unlocks other perks. Like, I just bought defense, and so I got, uh, I can buy a perk that lets you, um, repair more with nanobots, which are kind of freelancery. So, yeah, right now there's only one ship, and... So here's the thing. I could totally leave right now if I wanted to. Ah, fuck. Sorry, frack. Hang on.
So yeah, I could totally have tried to make a run for the jump if I wanted to, or I could fight and maybe get some loot out of those guys. Like that scrap, for example. See how much pretty see how much prettier my ship is now now that it's not damaged? <laughs> Anyway, that's Everspace. <laughs> so that's that update. <laughs> they just released their alpha. It's great, you guys. It's great. It's really great. I don't remember when they're coming to Steam, but they are coming to Steam at some point. Actually, they're already on Steam, but you, won't, you can't buy it yet. I was just... Yeah, so they said it's going to probably be like fall late fall before oh. we get like an open-ish beta thing well right maybe now. i can get them on the show before that so i can get your keys Totes. i'll try anyway all right so let's see what else is on the list uh rebel galaxy we we know how that worked out the game was released has plenty of patches but it hasn't had anything in a while so i think they're working on the sequel hey who's who is the publisher on uh, everspace i think they're self-publishing oh, okay that's, I think that was part of the point of the Kickstarter was so they can self-publish. Yeah, that's uh, true. So, all right, so it's just it's Rocketfish, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Let's see. So, uh, Descent Underground, they've got new maps, a VR mode. They have a match browser now, uh, Destructible Terrain. They're just updating the crap out of that thing. And it's kind of funny that we had a um, a Kickstarter for... Another game that was from the actual people that had, that made Descent, but apparently they couldn't use Descent anymore. <laughs> oh, that was kind of weird. <laughs> Let's see. Galactic Conquerors hasn't had any new patches since uh, January. That's weird. Lord of Rigel, remember them? They're also being published by Iceberg. Now, here we get to Conflicts. Yeah. Yeah, conflicts. Well, it was done when it was done, right? I mean, there's nothing really it's to just add. It's just not great. It's just meh. It's just so it, it's meh. It's fun to... I mean, the, the single-player campaign, kind of fun, right? Um, multiplayer, I don't think that it's going to be like the next eSport or anything. Um, but it's fun to noodle around in. But I don't know how much player population there is there. But it could be like grab a friend and play. Un, un, unlike you can do with Battlefleet Gothic. But, you know, it's just like, <laughs> hey, I want to play you, and let's get in there. And, and, you know, the fun of the game to me is because it reminds me of whenever I used to sit at the school lunch table and play paper football with my friends, right? You're just, like, flicking a thing back and forth. And that's kind of how this is. It's it's shuffle puck spaceships, you know, shuffleboard spaceship. I just don't combat. know how if that works on a computer. Like I found, I found the interface. I mean, I get that's what they were going for, but for me, I it, I felt that was so constraining. Oh, I and, I think that's the fun part is the oh, challenge of how much of a bitch that game is to move because it's, it's not like an RTS where you just click and your guy goes there. It's it's like you got to think about it, and and if you it's 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 like. Somebody figured out how to combine billiards and space combat. And that's okay. I suppose that's true. 
Uh, that's I. I'm never. I was never great at billiards either. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else we have on this list. Uh, let's see. We just talked about Everspace. That's coming along great. Uh, Battle of Soul. Yeah. Um. Sure. I don't know what's going on with that. They got Tobot. What was that IX thing you thought was funny? They got integration of the Toby I, Toby I, or whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, they integrated that. I don't know why. Um, let's see. We only got a few more left here. Let's see. Uh, Defect. Remember Defect? Yeah, uh, that's a cool game. Yeah, they uh, their Kickstarter was successful. They've added a challenge mode, cloud saves, new levels, tons of stuff. I played that a few months ago. It's still a ton of fun. It's even more fun now. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that one's on early access. That one gets an easier recommendation. Uh, Close Order. We just had him on last week. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was podcast 114. So that's almost a year ago. Uh, Starhammer, the Vanguard Prophecy. It hasn't been updated since October. So I kind of hope that means either they're working on an expansion or their next game, which I'm fine with either. Really? Because <laughs> that game was so good. I still have to finish it. I got like a quarter of the way through the campaign and just play like, oh, look, new shiny things. But uh, yeah, guys, that game, Starhammer, the Vanguard Prophecy, fantastic. Seriously. Probably one of the biggest surprises of this whole list, say, to be honest with you, was that one. I mean, like, we knew Infinity Battlescape was going to be great and... You know, maybe Astrox is another big surprise, I think. Because I was, I mean, I knew that that game was good, but it just got so much better when it left the browser, you know. Uh, Let's see, Quasar, uh, they're currently kickstarting. We just talked to them last week. That was fun. Um, Oh, yeah, remember Commander Kamala? That Starflight-esque game. Yeah, they were kicked greenlit in February. And uh, they haven't put a lot of, like, I don't know if their game's been updated, but they're putting a lot of stuff on Facebook. So it seems like they're still active. So Shallow Space. Remember Shallow Space? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, I just, I I don't think I played it since the podcast. <laughs> a year ago, roughly. So um, I played it today just to see, you know, how it's faring. It doesn't have a campaign yet. He's actually making the campaign like an open world type thing. So he's totally revamping it, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, But you can get a taste of that because one of the skirmishes is like a patrol mission. And it's in a very populated sector with both good guys and bad guys. So like before you can get to a fight, you'll see like some other good guys get to a fight with bad guys and take them out before you can get there, which is kind of neat to watch. But it's so pretty, you guys. And the interface is still great. So that one's coming along nicely, I think. Sadly, uh, the next game on our list, Dimension Drive, uh, their Kickstarter was unsuccessful. Remember that one? That was the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the, uh, the, 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 the jumping. Like, they were dual dimensions, and you jumped back and forth on the left and the right of the screen. It was a shooter. It was interesting. Yeah, it's it's fun, but sadly it didn't sell enough Kickstarter people. So, yeah. So the last game on our list, the one you talked about earlier, Jim, was Zotrix. Yeah. 
which has since not only left early access, but has had a follow-up game. <laughs> a whole follow-up game. Yeah, that was kind of interesting that, uh, that they immediately came out with like another game in that universe. Yeah, and it's a tower hey. defense game, which I actually haven't played. I own it. I got it on Steam sale, but I haven't played it. Well, hey, so the uh, guest we were going to have on tonight. So yes. I, I just want to. I just want to kind of ask real quick. Do you guys know uh, why he killed his Kickstarter? I do not. Uh, it was it was moving pretty slowly. Um, I just find that interesting because he's also been greenlit on Steam too. So I mean, it's kind of yeah. Uh, uh, in the interest of disclosure, friends, we were supposed to have the developer of Stellar Tactics on tonight. I don't like naming names if I don't have to. But he was supposed to be on a month or so ago, and for some reason he got wrapped up in helping his daughter with her homework and forgot to show up. I, you, know, you can't get mad at a guy for being a good dad, you know? So, eh. But this time, he emailed me yesterday and said, I'm traveling, so I can't make it. I'm really sorry. Okay. This has been booked like for a month, but all right. I'm sorry. I should... <laughs> didn't mean to bring it up in that kind of regard, but I was just kind of curious as to like, it, cause he canceled it himself before it was like the plug was pulled by Kickstarter. So it was only like a week in too. It wasn't even in. Yeah. It didn't even have that much going on. That's why, that's why I found it interesting that he cut it himself before it, you know, and yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's 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 an odd situation because yeah, he has been greenlit, and I, part of me like here's the interesting thing: every time I ask him for a playable build, he doesn't have one. So does the game even exist? Have we all been punked? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on there? So it's very confusing. And what's and that, going on? So I have a feeling that might have been Jerry Seinfeld. Very bad impersonation. <laughs> Next up, Hunter reacts. To oh no! Thing. You know what? I I figured it out, dude. Like what I need to do. This will be my yeah. gift to the internet. Is do you remember that old two girls one cup thing that went around? And then they had on YouTube the reaction videos. It was just people's horrified, like bug-eyed faces as they watched like the first thirty seconds of this video and figured out what it was. Right. I do not remember this so, at all. Okay, so there's don't do not go watch Two Girls One Cup. Do not do it. But the, on on YouTube they had reaction videos because it is it is the grossest fecal porn that has ever been imagined by mankind. And I actually I was there when it got funded, and I know how it happened. That's a whole other story. But um, it was on on something awful. They had a, a particular sub on there, and they were raising money because they found out that there was somewhere down in South America that you could send, like, $500 or whatever, and they would make any movie that you wanted. You just write a script, and it would happen, right? And so these guys, it was like a forum wrote this script together, a forum of, of you know, like 4chan level people right so they're they're like okay well what if you know gross 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 oh no that's not sick enough how about if we did this you know so they scripted out this whole like wow like nobody could 
ever watch this without their brain melting. Like no, nobody will actually do this. You know, it, it's a joke. And they raised the money like pre Kickstarter. <laughs> it was just like, everybody sent this guy money and he wrote a check and we didn't hear about it for a long time. And then two girls, one cup ended up on the internet and I watched enough of it to know that it was that movie it actually got made. And I was just like, well, I know how this ends. <laughs> I don't need to watch the rest of it. Um, but so they did reaction movies of like, you know, somebody would show this to their grandma cause internet. Right. Uh, and then you would watch this person like have a heart attack and die while they watched like the first 30 seconds of this movie. And so what I think I need to do is next time star citizen puts out, like, here's our new alpha, whatever, then I'm going to put, like, you know, somebody reacts to the Star Citizen alpha trailer or whatever, and then just, like, cut over to reaction shots of people watching Two Girls, One Cup. Yeah, and... please do that. Please do that. Oh, my God. That's see, awesome. see, that long story, it paid off at the end. There was a reason. And it was space game relevant, too. It's true. Dude, speaking of, um, side note, so, have you guys noticed Steam made a change to how the reviews are displayed. Where are they blacklisting all of mine? No, they have now recent and overall. Yes, I did see that. I thought that was interesting, actually. Yeah, that that is, and I think I kinda they like should that. further separate it from early access to post release. Just Ooh. like hide the early access shit because people people get in there and they have ignorant expectations like this early access game is like an alpha hmm. <laughs> yeah that's 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 true because when when i play an early access game for the the site i'm not reviewing it you know i'm previewing it which is different you know you don't give a score you don't give final thoughts yeah I mean, you're, it's you're kinda, not that's... you're not super critical in a preview right. it, it, but it becomes like it's almost like a hazard like do i release the game at this stage of early alpha or early access, or do I wait until it's like ready for release and then I early access it? Well, for a variety of reasons, but one reason to do it is okay. We're like late beta and we want to get some people to look at it, but not get completely burnt down by reviewers. So we'll let it out in early access and that way nobody can actually hang a final score on it. And then we've got like the final moment to fix any glaring crazy stuff. Uh, that's a reason. Another reason would be that uh, you want to get that exposure on Steam because if you come out early access, you get up on the Steam front page, and then when you release it, you know, a month later or whatever, you get front page again. So there's no, it's it's like dumb not to come out in early access because you get two splashes on the front page for that. Um, so if you're not doing that, then shame on you because you don't like money. That's my advice. <laughs> but yeah, but if you put early access out too soon, then you get murdered by the reviews from the people that feel entitled to a complete game when, you know, oh. it's not. Like, like, so... uh, like you know, uh, Final Frontier or whatever that game was. That was a little too early for early access. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. that, that's like that's almost like I want to put a concept up for sale and see 
Because, yes. you know, it's like, I got an idea. I got some ideas swimming around in my head about a space game. Let me just put this up early access. Well, did you we'll see, see if it sticks. Did you see someone on uh, the Space Game Junkie Facebook group, which, folks, if you haven't joined, is a lot of fun, um, posted, like, if game commercials were honest, and it's like a four-minute uh, funnier dot, I think, or college humor thing, and some old guy saying, we get you to pay for a game that's not even done yet. We call it early access. <laughs> like, oh, my God. This is creepy accurate. <laughs> it's really True funny. True story, actually. bro. It's, it's really funny and really accurate. All right. So let's see. So let's wrap this up. Uh, well, let's talk about next week for a little bit. Uh, you may have heard, um, folks, we're back in episode 20. <laughs> it's it's that long ago. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding. It's uh, March of uh, 2013 <laughs> that or July of 2013. Excuse me. We talked to a gentleman named Paul Weston about this virtual enterprise he was creating. And we were, and he's pretty much just finished it. He, he finished it. Uh, it's got all this great stuff and uh, it's free. He, he's not selling it. It's just this free, awesome thing. It's got like missions and like co-op and he got a cease and desist from Paramount. So while we are going to talk to him next week about the game that doesn't really exist anymore, we're also going to talk about his experience with Paramount. <laughs> and probably other incidents of this happening. So that's going to be an interesting show. Now I have a copy of the thing, so there's going to be video of it. And you're going to be upset that you can't play it because, again, it's pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing next week, which is, uh, oh, Jim. Okay, I guess you can. can it, yeah, I, he, he said we could. Yeah, uh, right now you can still kind of download it. In the last gasp, do before it. it. Before he uh, before he shuts the whole thing down, like soon. Could be at any moment, so download Any moment, now. yeah, so. Right now. It's gambitrealm.com. It might, right it might still be there when you hear this. Speaking Did you say of, right meow? Right meow. So things that yep. might still be there when you hear this. Uh, it is May 3rd as we're recording this, and tomorrow is May the 4th be with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the Star of the Wars games will be on sale. On I, oh, I wish Shadows of the would... Empire! Shadows of the Empire! I, I, I love you! I, I wish. I, I was wish I was getting there, yes. Shadows of the Empire out on PC. Um... Jim, did you see GOG today? Because that's exactly what they did. Uh, you know what? You know, you know what, what, Brian? If you go on the Amazon <laughs> and search for USB N64, you will find a USB Nintendo 64 controller for $5. Wait, so $5? I have one. I have yep. one. It's amazing. Five whole dollars for a controller. Yes. Five. Five dollar. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5. $5.
Dark Forces. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And and Jedi Academy. And and those are great games, but they don't have the spaceships. So you know. But as Hunter alluded to very excitedly, as he should be, uh, GOG today released Shadows of the Empire, which hell was a, yeah, which, amazing. So the PC version, right, was yeah. was far surpassing than the console version because it actually had full motion cutscenes instead of uh, like pictures with text on them. So oh, it was like really? full CG cutscenes. Yep. Oh man, I didn't. Know I mean, that. definitely, definitely '90s, but uh, you know, it was awesome. Right. And uh, I never played it because at the time I was like, oh, it's a stupid console port or it's not X-Wing or TIE Fighter or I thought the book was just okay. So wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I I know it was the 90s. I was an idiot. Anyway, uh, Shadows of the Empire story is fantastic. It was, by the way, uh, by the way, you do realize, guys, that Shadows of the Empire is the story that originally told before it was nixed as no longer canon because shadows of the empire at one point was official canon from lucas because it was an official lucas project right there was the books the uh the video game the soundtrack the whole nine yards was official until disney came along and axed it that was the only thing that wasn't like a movie or film that was actually considered canon at the time right and so i didn't know uh, that yeah, because it was a um, Lucas film. Was it was like we're gonna do we're gonna do an event. It's it's a movie without the movie, right? And so they did. Um, they 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 came out with the comic books, the book, uh, which I read both the adult and the child version, <laughs> um, just to check for any inconsistencies. And then um, being a nerd here, guys, I'm just kidding. But uh, then they came out with uh, the video games, both for the N64 and the PC, and then um, they had a whole huge toy line uh, for for it too, like official official toys. Uh, some of the ships uh, were even fe- featured in these um, the Star Wars Action Fleet series for Micro Machines, and um, which is one of the best uh, like ship model collections you could probably get. To be honest with you. If you like, if you like miniature sets, that is. And so uh, they had the whole shebang, and uh, it was supposed to be like a huge event, like a film without the film. So I'm, I was really upset when they officially said that Shadows of the Empire is no longer canon because in Shadows of the Empire is also where you learn how all those Bothans died. So, oh really? Oh, that's right. They are. You know, I think I, I think I was being unfair to the novel because at the time I read it, I was really turning anti-tie-in novel you know you get to a point where you're like wow this is all shit you know and it's not but at some point you're like oh this is all crap all of it fuck it all excuse me screw it all you haven't, you haven't read a lot of fanfic of have you i no i avoid fanfic Don't. like the plague i avoid fanfic like the plague um <laughs> totally avoid it as much as possible i wish there was like a furry convention but everybody dressed up like star wars aliens uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised uh, if there was such a thing. They could call it like Cantina Con. Yeah, totally. Yes. Why don't um, we do that, dude? We need to. We need to throw the first annual Cantina Con. You heard it here first, folks. May the fourth, tomorrow. Space Game Junkie presents Cantina Con. So where where are your, your at, live at, live at Brian's apartment? Show up. 
at a bar yeah. at a bar in West Hollywood because it's the only place that would allow us to do something on this short notice. Yeah, what's what's your address? Two 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 Main Street, Los Angeles, California, nine zero 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 zero. Apartment twelve hundred. I, I feel that he's being facetious. Man, you had an opportunity here to like make up like some awesome celebrity address. Like, oh no, that's like Bill Murray's house. <laughs> I wish I knew where Bill Murray's. Or house give was. out the address of this S and M club down the way, you know, like see who shows up, right? <laughs> Ask for Bertha. Oh. So yeah, folks. Next week we're going to be talking about this um, the Star Trek thing that. You can't play anymore, really. Um, so, yeah. And on Thursday, we're changing things a little bit. We're allowing you to vote for what I play, whether it's multiplayer or single player. And right now, it looks like you sick bastards want me to play Privateer 2. So that's probably what I'm going to suffer through. Hey, oh, I, I, I voted you, for Red Solstice, so. I don't oh, think, dude, you, wait. You reminded me of something. Okay, what? Um, an- another mod that I found today. Yeah. in the works. Uh-huh. Star Fox for Free Space 2. <laughs> That's great. Wait, really? Yes. That's great. And I'm I'm I shouldn't I'm not surprised. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised in the slightest. Wow. Oh, and there's a Star Trek mod for Endless Sky. Amazing. Well, oh, Endless Sky. Or no, not like... Star Trek, Star Wars. For, for Endless, Endless Sky? Endless Sky. It's called really? Jump to Light Speed. Yep. Speaking of top-down space games that we love, uh, 30-30 Death War, you guys. So good. Just throwing that out there. It's like 9 bucks, 10 bucks right now. It's so good. So, so I'm serious. Get it. Just the soundtrack. Just the, the, the music. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I want to throw a plug out uh-huh. also for one of our esteemed forum members um, whose name I can't recall right now. But the guy that made the Star Trek Klingon Ar- the Klingon Academy mod for Star Trek Armada 2 which is fabulous. Wait, wh- wait, what? You didn't you didn't see that? He's posted it a couple of times in the, in the Oh yeah, I haven't tried yeah. it yet cuz can you even get is is it for Armada 2 or is it for Sins? What yeah, yeah, it's for Armada 2. It's for Armada 2, but there's a there's a fix to get Armada 2 to work. Oh. So, yes. Yes, yes, which oh. I can just zoom need, up and hand need, it to you. You need Fleet Ops, this thing called Fleet Ops. And it'll All work. right, right that. Fleet Ops, and see, here's the beauty of it. Fleet Ops, air quotes, requires an installed uh, fleet commi- or Armada 2, right? Right. Well, you make a text file and you name it Armada2.exe and point the thing at it and it says, okay, <laughs> that's so, hilarious yeah i discovered that and because Spe- i was like what's it doing it's looking for the executable let me try this speaking of Ding. getting speaking of getting old games to work uh thanks to hunter we found a method to get deep space nine dominion wars working which is amazing. yeah but apparently though you said it, it works wasn't working well for you it well at, once you get into the actual like game like past the main menu stutters like a mofo it's like uh, like even the voice for the briefings for the missions, like Captain, you are tasked with. It's like wow. So it's, I can't fix it. I I've tried everything. I'm still trying to fix it. 
because I want to get that game to work because it looks like kind of Starfleet Command Light, but with Deep Space Nine characters. And you can also play as apparently the Dominion and the Cardassians as well. I rather enjoyed it when it came out back in the day, and I would love if if you figure out how to get to work, please tell me because I want to play it again. I will, and apparently it has multiplayer, so we should freaking get that thing to it work. It did somehow. have multiplayer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Space Pirates and Zombies too. Oh God, that's the right. Quietest, today, the quietest game that we've heard nothing about since we're talking about updates. These guys have been dead silent. And then today, hey, guys, early access, May 19th. Thank you. And, like, we had them on the show. Um, hang on. It was a while ago. I'm looking right now. Yeah, it was. God damn it. When was it? I know we had them on the show, like, a couple of years ago. Like, I think it was 2014. I'm just looking for it. But yeah, we had them on the show a while back, and that's when they talked to us about it. But uh, they've like said nothing for the last two years. I kind of like that. Like, have a great game, and then be like, yeah, we're working on a sequel. We're going to go now and work on it. Yeah, where they don't, like, it's not the hype train, unlike... Uh... We're going to have a trailer that's a teaser for our trailer, which is going to come out in a month. So, you know, and we put a countdown on the website to the countdown to the teaser for the trailer. Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. We had them on. Um, three. We had them on in February of 2014. It was podcast 49. Wow. That sounds like so long ago. That was over two years ago. My God. This is before we were even doing videos for the podcast. This was not even live back then. Uh, yeah, we talked about the game then, and then nothing. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like that. I kind of like how they did that. They're just like, yeah, we're working on it. See ya. Two years. We're gonna like turtle now. I'm like okay. Yeah. So, um, by the way, prediction: the world is going to end June twentieth. Why? Because No Man's Sky comes out on the 21st. And it will never happen. It will be prevented by the universe. The hype is so strong, it'll make the universe the, the implode. Hype, mm, the hype train is interplanetary on that thing. Did you see IGN has said, like, we're going to have daily hype train for the next 30 consecutive days about No Man's Sky. Because uh, they know how to drive hits i guess they're so big they turned down kanye at e3 that's how big they are they're so big they said no to kanye west yep no man's sky amazing i i really what, like Con kanye wanted to see it uh-huh and, they, and they're, they're like like no they're like no we don't have time we have all these other people we need to see that already scheduled sorry so they turned down nice. kanye west right because now if kim kardashian had showed up then you know probably still no probably yeah, still no but no. that's a double negative. that's a double no but still i mean i mean what do you expect when like you have every press junket every press outlet probably ever that covers video games wants to play this isn't, game and you just roll isn't up Kanye like in kanye like 30 million dollars in debt or some stupid shit like that yeah he's like he's got red know. fox syndrome or something now i have no idea i don't follow that sort of thing 
usually. Um, but it makes it makes me wonder, like how how do these pro athletes and super rich entertainers end up like under? Wow, they're they're like under the mansion at that point. Like, how how did you spend yourself into a giant hole like that? I I don't even. You know, like if somebody's making like to play football, it's like, hey, you're making a million dollars a year, and you're super broke. I I no, and nothing to show for it. It's like you don't even have property that you can sell off. Well, if you to, Chris Rock had a great bit about this in one of his stand-up specials. He was talking about like all these rappers and whatnot who like get one hit and all of a sudden they're driving Bentleys and stuff while he's still driving a Toyota Corolla, and he's been in movies. <laughs> It's, 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 I mean, look, I mean, there, there are very many examples of this sort of thing happening. You get a little bit of money. It's like, wow, I want everything. Yeah. Cause I, you, you get, you're under the assumption that that money is going to continue to flow mm-hmm. and it may, and then you might be a one hit wonder. Look, look at MC hammer with his, uh, gold toilets and, uh, remember him and he had like a, this huge mansion with gold sinks and toilets. Are you sure it was a gold toilet or was he just drunk and it was a tuba? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> One time at band camp. Well, we won't go there. Oh, Jesus, that's, that was amazing. That's pretty much what you do with the tuba, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, my my sister played the tuba. She was a um, really? very short girl. Yeah, and and it was funny. Like it, it, she just looked like at any moment a strong breeze would just tip her over, like because <laughs> she's got this giant sousaphone on her back. <laughs> Yeah, those things weigh a ton. They were actually invented by uh, by the Scottish so that they would have something to laugh at us about. Uh, you know, it's just like, here, you, you can't have bagpipes, but we'll give you the sousaphone. Good luck, laddie. Oh, A.C. Wraith corrected me. Apparently his wealth was lost giving people jobs for his show rather than on luxury items. Okay, sure, but still gold toilets <laughs> and racehorses. He bought racehorses. Was he talking about Hammer or Kanye? Hammer. Hammer. Okay. I don't know about Kanye. I just, I paid more attention to that stuff back in the early 90s. Now I just, and there's R. Kelly who spent it on legal well, things. Anyway, we're way off topic now. Uh, folks, uh, let's wrap this up. So, folks, next week on the show, we're going to be talking to Paul Weston about his recently ceased and desisted uh, start. He's like Paul track. number two, right? I think so. Uh... Yeah. Okay. We might have yeah, had a couple of calls. Sorry, I forgot. Push to talk again. Uh, you gotta yeah. Get that stomp to talk, man. I know. I gotta work on that. Um, I think he was the second or third Paul we've had. We had had on the show because the title, the subtitle of the show was all Paul all the time. So it must have been a joke even by then. <laughs> So uh yeah so Oh you know you know the game that we need to talk about is huh. um the very first guest that we had and and his space Oh rogue system thing. we had him on yeah, like rogue system. we had him on a little while back. Uh Yeah no but uh, cuz I I found that one page where he was posting updates and stuff but I haven't really followed it so I, much. I don't think he's so updated he in a while. Yeah, I'm wondering I know he's like continuing to grind away at it but I just didn't know if he'd actually said anything lately. Let me take a look. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, the latest update 4.7 uh, came out on April 18th of this year. There it is. There was a there was a big gap because the last time I looked, it was like December, and there hadn't been anything since like November. But then there was an update in March, and then there was an update in uh, in uh, in just a few weeks ago. So yeah, that thing is still checking away. I need to get a copy of that. My own. So check phone. this out. He's he's selling. If you want just core access, just to the core module, ten bucks. That's pretty affordable. Yeah. Totally. And then if you want to go like 30 into it, then you get the whole thing. Well, the thing if you're 60 in, then you get well, special edition. And, yeah, I'm and totally getting 150. You get the figurine. I'm totally getting yeah. the six. I'm totally gonna buy into the 61. But um, there's a there's a caveat with the 10 dollar one, which is you get access to it only during early access. Um, so if you once it leaves early access, you would no longer have access to it apparently. Um, but apparently, from what I've read, if you buy the ten dollar one, then the core module is twenty dollars because you're you're paying up, you know. So um, so yeah, it's, it seems it's fair pricing. So yeah, you want to try it? It's called Rogue System, and yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll ping him. It's been yeah, we had him on for what show one hundred and one, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's been about a year. So I would, yeah, I think it's a reasonable amount of time to bring him back on to see how well the game's been doing, and yeah, I should totally just snag copy for myself. <laughs> That's a game I don't mind paying Mondo money for because I know it's going to be awesome. So unlike Dead Star, where twenty dollars, I don't know, sixty dollars for this, not a problem. <laughs> So, yeah, folks, uh, next week again, we're going to be talking about that Star Trek game. Um, looks like on Thursday I'm going to be playing Privateer 2, you goddamn bastards. And that's really it. Uh, next week for the game of the week, we're going back to 1999 with Ares Rising, which is a very obscure uh, flight sim that no one remembers apparently but me. <laughs> but it was, oh. reviewed, it was reviewed on GameSpot, so which is Oh, fun. my God. What, what are we playing Thursday night? Well, I'm 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 playing Privateer too. I changed that up. I don't know if you noticed, but I I changed it up. So it's okay. It's a community vote now. I, I'm testing uh, I'm, te- I'm testing this out, and so okay. far the winning vote is Privateer Two. I put that as, as a joke because I thought people might want to see us play Red Souls again. Nope. Yeah, but but Privateer Two is not multiplayer though, right? No, so, people want to okay. see me suffer. People want to okay. see me suffer. Well, we'll we'll let that happen. But you know what? Huh. They should have picked this. This is the one. What? This is the magic. What? What? Pick what? There, I put the link in the chat. Mumble chat? I'll just, yeah, or no, no, YouTube. I'll put it in Mumble, sure. Channel. You must Jim. discover this. Ah, what is this? Because the force is magic. What? Oh, is this, this for Battlefront 2? Oh, that's great. This <laughs> is. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, read, read the description. You have to read it on the air. Okay. This mod adds a new era, Pony Wars, to most of the quote-unquote stock maps of Star Wars Battlefront 2, complete with a full quote-unquote new roster of units, static ponies, and two, hero, two heroes, static princesses. Oh, they yes, are static. The, the name of the mod is My Little Pony. Battlefront is magic. 
Currently, the mod replaces the Rebellion with Equestria and pits them against the Empire. The ponies are not animated, but do not cause it. So the ponies aren't even animated. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah, this came out last year. Wow, way ago. It's been around a while, this one. Probably still works. We should check. We should definitely try that at some point. It it doesn't even need to be a real mod. They just put the screenshots right and just because nobody's going to download that. Uh, is there a way you could see yep. how many people have downloaded a mod on this? Uh, no, but the but the average rating is two point seven. Oh, that's not good. Votes. Oh, oh, lowest rated one out of ten. My Little Pony does not mean to be in a my in in a Battlefront game. It ruins everything. The fandom is spread across the internet is now in a Battlefront game? Why can't we just stick to Star Wars and other sci-fi mods? Good. The best thing that good could point. really happen is if CBS bought My Little Pony and started cease and desisting everybody that did a My Little Pony thing. Well, one of the comments... That, I would support their lawyers. I would, I would actually kickstart that project if they would. One of the comments is just, God damn it, why? That's just the whole comment. It's, that's pretty great. Gonna gouge my eyes out. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is great. The hate, man. So lots of hate. Yeah. All right, folks, we're well, gonna wrap it up. Let's uh, wrap. We, we're totally off, way off the yep. reservation now. Yep. So yep. we're gonna wrap yep. it up. Uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. Have a good night.